Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so pleased to have you with us. Before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the joy that's in our lives, Lord, and the laughter that we have in you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've sent to guide us into all truth and show us things to come. Lord, we ask that you'll give us wisdom and understanding, Lord, today and this morning, Lord, and strengthen us in our work in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we dive into the Word and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. We are still in chapter 9 and still going over or through deeper into verses 16 through 22. So whether you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I want to encourage you to hit the pause button and just take the time and opportunity to read that section of Scripture so it's easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And as is our custom, the floor is now open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to each of you, and to ask any questions that you might have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Charles. So what the Lord was speaking to me, um, and we we left off inside the last episode talking about how the Lord didn't give them sub-quality. He didn't give them something that was lesser than his best, and he only gives us his best, period. Mm-hmm. And understanding that he was giving them their the best for that stage, kind of like for season, a, yes, mm-hmm. kind of like a child. You don't give them a Rolls Royce when they're just walking, because mm-hmm. that's not going to work out for them. But also, what we see here, and I would like to focus in on um, verses twenty one to twenty two. Then likewise, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Mm-hmm. So what we see here, what the Holy Spirit was showing me is that we know when Moses was given the commandment to build the tabernacle, he was also given instructions on what was supposed to go inside the tabernacle, mm-hmm. like the lampstand, the showbread, the table, the um, altar. Yes, the altar, the tabernacle, um, the ark, and how he was given all those things. But what we also see here is that this is also the Lord addressing that it's not the atoms themselves that were holy in them themselves. They had to be sanctified. The ark had to be sanctified itself. Mm-hmm. Just because you slap some gold angels up there does not mean it's holy and towards the Lord. And that's mm-hmm. something very important. Mm-hmm. So understanding that all the things that we do inside of life, it's not about what we consider quote unquote good works. Like what we see inside of James is about is the Lord sanctifying that meaning that he's the one who truly makes it a good work Mm -hmm. instead of what we think is acceptable and what we think is a noble cause. Amen. So there's a difference between um, what the Lord sanctifies. You You can kind of collect it in your mind in this way. What he commissions, he sanctifies. And our obedience to the commissioning of the Lord is what completes that process. So the Lord is the one who said, make these things, treat them this way, 
furnish them this, like this, put the blood on it. If I fashioned an ark all day long and I could pour <laughs> buckets and gallons of blood on it and it ain't going to make it important to the Lord. It will not be sanctified by God because he did not commission that. Even if yes. it was first covered in gold, it wouldn't matter. Amen. And so commissioning means starting it, ordaining it, instructing it. So when it finds its root in Christ, not just go, oh, I like this idea. I saw it about you. I'm going to try to do this and now it's going to be special. No, that's ungodliness. When God says, here's my plan. This is what I want. This is how I want you to treat it and handle it. And then we go and do that and we finish the work and we obey what he says and complete the process. There is sanctification. Yes. Mommy. Go ahead, Sonny. And just understanding that that's an- another part of what Jesus did on the cross. It wasn't just for the remission of sin as people commonly think of it, but he was sanctifying everything. Not bad habits that humans have, but he's sanctifying those who are coming into him, meaning that those who are going to make their decision for God and also is helping us to convert. And this is something, Mommy, that you talk about being in our mindsets, how we think about things. Mm-hmm. And you often say that um, when you come into Christ, you're not really going to have a different mindset. Sometimes that can happen, but normally that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You have to work it out with the Lord as mm-hmm. we see what the um, Apostle Paul, who saw that point, he still had to work out various things inside of his life. He had to go mm-hmm. into the wilderness for 14 years to work out what he had inside of his life. And that what the scripture calls it your soul salvation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And renewing the mind. So reteaching that part of you that has been exposed to bad habits and um, ungodliness, carnality, sin, and sin nature, that part has to be retrained. It While your spirit is reborn and it's alive and it's fresh and it's new and it's holy to God and their spirit is sanctified, the rest of you has to finish the process. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to add this to what you were saying about Christ um, sanctifying us. He prepared the way for sanctification. Yes. Sanctific- the process of sanctification isn't completed into, until we partake or appropriate what Christ has done. So the people who say, no, I don't want Christ, I deny him, I would rather go to hell, are not sanctified. Hmm. Although the path has been laid and the course, the way has been made for them to be sanctified, they could be if they wanted to, through the blood of Christ Jesus and the obedience of Christ, they choose not to. So therefore they are not sanctified. So remember that it's commissioned by God, right? He has to commission the process, the way, and give the instructions. And then we complete it by following through and obeying the instructions. So Christ died and his blood has been there ever on the mercy seat it's been there for over two thousand years and he's taking care of those who died before he physically came in the earth and he's provided the way of salvation but it has to be received by the person who would have the blood applied to their life and here's a, a thought to couple with what we were talking about in previous episodes even though he preached the gospel in hell do you think there are people who stayed behind absolutely yes who said they would rather burn in hell in eternal torment than look at God and receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. So those people didn't get a free ticket out of hell. They did not get sanctification. God didn't say, it's okay, I'll I'll bypass and I'll forsake my laws and my rules for you because your name is dot, dot, dot. No, the pathway is what it is. And so he prepared the way for us to be sanctified. We have to obey and complete that course, if you will. We have to complete the steps that are required of us 
to see that process applied in our particular life. And I'll say, what does that look like? Because you brought up all these different things that we have to uproot out of our lives, right? And that would even include, if you will, religious tradition for Mm -hmm. just religious ideology. Even though these religious traditions were founded on good things, which is what the Lord said and commanded, it's not abolishing them or doing away with them, Mm -hmm. but we cannot make the exchange and put the religious traditions in front of or before the Lord and then think we are also sanctified to him. If we look throughout scripture, and I love that you brought this up there, sir, about it sprinkling the blood, but even if we back up to verse 18, Paul, who let's let's not forget, Paul was first a Pharisee of Pharisees. Mm-hmm. He knew the Torah. He knew he the previously. word. Previously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But long before he's writing this. Mm-hmm. He knew all these traditions. Mm-hmm. And he had to undo them. When you read about that in Galatians, where, yes, he preached the Lord, he preached Christ for three years, but then also was in the wilderness for 14 years where the Lord was reteaching him, undoing those things he learned that were just focused on the traditions. So Paul, formerly Saul, now Paul, mm-hmm. is learning, actually learning about the Lord, Christ, who he is, his character, his nature, his personality, what he meant, and and entered into an actual personal, deep, and intimate relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was a st- proper understanding. Exactly. And correct application of what God and, intended. And I bring this up because right after that, he then goes into, after talking about the first covenant, he talks about with Moses, right? But let's not forget the covenant that, everyone is in, actually started with Abraham. Mm -hmm. And the covenant is very simple. I will be your God, and you will be my people. But we see all the way back in Genesis 15 that there was still the shedding of blood. All right? Mm -hmm. You'll find that in verse 9. I'll read verse 9 through 11. It says, So he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, as after something you had brought up in a previous episode, honey, honey, mm-hmm. about he was asked the question of how he will inherit it. Mm, right? How will he know? How will he know? Like what's his confirmation or his assurance? Exactly. That? And, then, and then he asked that question in verse 8. Mm-hmm. This is how the Lord responded. So he, the Lord said to him, said to Abram at the time, right? About to be Abraham, bring me a three-year-old heifer, mm-hmm. a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Mm -hmm. Then he, which is Abraham, brought all these things to him, the Lord, and cut them in two, down the middle, and placed each piece opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And then the vultures came down on the carcasses. Abram drove them away. Okay. So we see there is also the shedding of blood Mm -hmm. for this thing. But then each of those, uh, if you will, carcasses, those Mm -hmm. animals all speak about uh, an aspect of the Lord. Mm -hmm. They're also in the Levitical sacrifices for the different things, right? One for the burnt offering, one for the peace offering, the sin offering, and a trespass offering, right? Is -hmm. what's contained within there. But you'll notice that, and here's the other wonderful thing about the Lord. Part of that was due to 
or I'll say due to, came as a result of how much people could afford. Christ is saying in there, he came for the wealthy in the same way that he came for the poor. Or he came for the poor just as he came for the wealthy. There is no in-between with the Lord. Even though, yes, he passed in between each of the carcasses, right? Yes. So, we see that same thing there. The covenant was dedicated with blood. And then Moses clearly carried it on and continued it as it was revealed to him and the rest of the people. And But I, I, I bring that up to bring to point this out. Who did Moses learn it from? Who did Abraham learn it from? The Lord is the one who commissioned it. If you remember what you read, he said, bring me. That's what the Lord said. Bring me these animals. So Abraham's obedience is what caused that to be a holy experience to the Lord. There it is. Abraham saying, hey, this is what I got on hand, Lord. Huh. Here you go. Take it. No, he, he had to be, as you said, be obedient to the Lord's instruction. At no point could he leave the Lord out of it. He had to follow the instruction of the Lord, which is the same thing that we all must do. Mm-hmm. That's how the Lord knows, right? That's our obedience, that God is our God and we are his people. That's also how we position ourselves for his best. Amen. Amen. But Charles, you had something? Yes. As you were speaking, Dad, the Lord was reminding me that... Um, we also see back inside of the Old Testament that they no longer, and they didn't just um, sanctify things that were holy that went inside the tabernacle. They had to do this for all their items, meaning that what we see they had to do it for pots. If something dead fell in there, they had to sanctify it. When they got um, spoiled from the wars, they had to sanctify it before bringing them in. And just understanding as well that the Lord's not interested in us living a sanctified, quote-unquote, sanctified life inside of certain areas, but then we're ungodly in others. Mm-hmm. He wants it to be consistent throughout, which is something that we see the um, Apostle Paul had to go through. Mm-hmm. For they were doing things that were ungodly, but then they want to give the um, pretense that they were being holy. Mm-hmm. They were willing to commit murder to stop somebody else from, quote-unquote, transgressing the law. Mm-hmm. And when we understand that, it's not about when you go to church or the church building that has to be sanctified. It's about the person on the inside, meaning that each individual person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And just understanding that's what the Lord desired the whole time. He wasn't, as you dad often say, that he wasn't after the brick and mortar structure. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be lifting them out of of the ground and translating them into heaven because he likes to look at them. Mm -hmm. He has much better structures up there. Yes. Amen to that. He is interested inside our heart towards him, mm-hmm. which is we have to be consistent. As you said, Abraham wasn't was consistent throughout. He wasn't um, holy when the Lord appeared. And then he lived like everybody else when he went back to wherever mm-hmm. he came from, meaning that he went back to heaven. Mm-hmm. And only when Jesus appeared to him did he start acting holy. He was mm-hmm. consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Lord knew him and he had a reputation. And to your point, um, when Saul took a, uh, some some loot some booty you know some spoil and mm-hmm. then try to sanctify it before the lord did the lord receive that no 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 and actually saul got rejected himself as a result of that king saul yes king saul yes king saul um go ahead layla interesting LaCharge, you brought up a really good point talking about the sprinkling of the blood and the sanctification of the vessels but it was so that 
the the bronze lavers and the and the incense and the altar could be used for the service of the Lord, as long as it remained dirty and defiled, you couldn't use it in that manner to minister before the Lord. And since we're supposed to be living stones, vessels of honor, we are the temple of the Lord. We need to be sanctified so that we can do the work of the Lord. You don't see the adversary, the devil healing people. Why? Because he's not sanctified. He's not set apart for that. He cannot do that because of what he's chosen to be. But for us who have a choice here on the earth, we can choose to walk in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus and be set apart so that we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We can cast out demons in the name of the Lord Jesus and we can fulfill and occupy this territory until the Lord Jesus returns. Again, though, we have to be sanctified. As you mentioned, the Charles, we can't be living like everybody else and then expecting the Lord to use us in these grand ways. We'll read li later in the book of Hebrews about the great heroes of faith and the exploits they were able to carry on on behalf of the Lord. But notice they were only able to do that when they were in line with him. Even um, Samson and Gideon, when they were in line with the Lord, they brought deliverance for Israel. But the minute they turned their back on Jesus and did not remain and continue to be sanctified, set apart from the world, from sin, they fell. And they weren't able to carry out those great exploits anymore because the Lord needs clean vessels to do clean work. You don't use a dirty plate to serve somebody a new meal. You get a clean plate. <laughs> Mommy, you're making big eyes at me. Mm -hmm. Just thinking about the buffet and everybody that shows up with their eating off plate, you're like, no, get a clean plate. Okay. Anyway. So vessels of honor for honorable work. Exactly. Amen. So just keep it in mind as we build our faith, we are not the ones who do the work. And it's the Lord working through us. We lay hands on the sick and the Lord through our obedience, because he's the one who said, do it. He does the work. He brings the healing. And the adversary, there's no, once he de decided to reject God, that was it. Mm -hmm. So whether he tried to clean it up now or not, there is no acceptance or redemption for that sin. So he will never be a vessel that God can can use or will use in that manner. He's made himself a permanent adversary because he chose to leave his heavenly abode. So just keeping those things in their, their fine, finely pointed places and steadfast with that understanding and that truth. So we're able to move forward in the things of God. And amen, Layla, I appreciate mm -hmm. um that that word that the Lord gave to you about being a clean vessel so he can have consistent residence and occupation and consistent free reign to move through us to do his work, whatever that is. There was never a moment that Christ was unavailable to the Father to do anything. There was never a time that the Holy Spirit had to lift off of him and leave him because the Lord Jesus was not available. So us keeping that in mind to walk hand in hand with the Lord consistently and always be available to the Lord. Abraham was not perfect. He did sin, but he did not live in sin. He did not live in iniquity. And God knew him. Abraham had a reputation before the Lord of being consistent when it says, I know that he, I know him, that he will teach his children, mm -hmm. that denoted that he had a consistency before God to teach the things of God and to hold fast to them diligently and practice them. So that was God um, commending his character and his nature. Absolutely. And not just about the Lord, but how to have a relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
the deeper things, not just reading a file or a book or a, mm-hmm. um, a scroll or manuscript, right, mm-hmm. about the Lord. But this is how you actually have relationship with the Lord, Amen. fellowship and communion. Amen. All right. We're going to pause there for today. With that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be vessels of honor in your name, Lord. And we thank you for the chance to be used by you, Lord, to bring glory to your name and honor to you, Lord, because you're worthy of it all. We thank you for the the guidance that you've given us, the wisdom and the understanding, Lord. We ask that you will bless us as we go to school and we go to work, Lord, that you will keep us in our way, Lord, and that we continue to dwell in your presence lord and we continue to meditate on your word lord we thank you for the opportunity to hear from you lord and not just hear from you to get a word to benefit ourselves lord but to know your heart lord and to know your ways and to be closer to you lord and have that relationship that you want to have with each and every one of us lord we thank you for the good things that you satisfied us with, Lord, the beautiful weather and the and the trees, the plants and the food that we enjoy, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty amen. name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.